Hi there, welcome to Talk Canicross. I'm Janetta George. And I'm Gail Walker. We're here today to talk all things Canicross, the fun way to get fit with your dog. So each month we'll be joined by a special guest or two. We'll hear from professionals, regular Canicrossers, and also dog and human experts in their field. It will be real people and real stories. So we hope you'll join us, whether it's for training tips, dog talk, or just for fun and encouragement. This is Talk Canicross, brought to you by DogFit. And don't forget to hit subscribe and keep in touch with all things Canicross. Hi, welcome to Talk Canicross. And in this episode, we're talking all things dog nutrition. And who better to talk to than our partners at Skinner's? We're joined today by Heidi Hutchinson, Marketing Director, and Zoe Russell, who's their Nutrition Officer. We'll be talking about their new Get Out and Go range, ingredients, and what do we need for our active Canicross dogs? What are those things that are specifically a benefit? and also about their energy and recovery bars, which we're delighted to stock at DogFit. So let's start with Heidi. Heidi, tell us about the new Get Out and Go range. Yeah, absolutely. So the Skinner story is a long and proud one, and the origins of the company stretch back seven generations. And with that, we've got more than 50 years' experience of feeding working dogs who, by their very nature, are hugely active. So, you know, we know that since... March 2020, 3.2 million households in the UK have taken on a new pet, which brings the number of dogs in the UK to just over 12 million, which is which is a huge, huge figure. And, you know, throughout the pandemic and the last 18 months, we know how, you know, more important than ever it is in supporting our well-being. And indeed, I think I think it's 74% 74% claim their pet has helped their mental health throughout the pandemic. So it just goes to show, you know, how important dogs are in our lifestyle. And, you know, alongside that, we know that the UK has witnessed a fitness frenzy with running app registrations up by 667%. Again, an absolutely massive number. So the benefits of keeping fit and active and, you know, doing that with your dog, uh, you know, proven to be massively beneficial to our mental health. So we wanted to take our knowledge and expertise, you know, within within fueling active dogs in the field to create a new complete dog food range, which is made to support, you know, the diet and nutrition of active pet dogs, as well as being purpose led by inspiring owners to reconnect with the great outdoors and thus born was get out and go. So this new range, get out and go, is perfect for active dogs. You know, the diets, they use superfoods, wholesome, natural ingredients, and they're specially formulated to ensure peak health for your dog. I mean, Zoe from our nutritional team is going to talk a little later about the benefits and how they can support dogs throughout every life stage and activity level. But what's really special with this range is that all the packaging is fully recyclable. We've got paper packaging with our dry food, fully recyclable Tetra cartons for our wet food. Our treat packaging range is recyclable, compostable and plastic free. And we've got our fantastic new energy and recovery bars, which are both compostable and recyclable. So, yeah, so we're we're, we're really proud and that, you know, it's been received so well so far. You know, with our new Get Out and Go range, we want to educate people to fuel their dogs in the same way that they would fuel themselves before taking on a challenge. You know, that you want to make sure you've got the right nutrients to be able to support yourself physically and mentally. And that's what our our Get Out and Go range inspires people to do. Wow, it sounds absolutely fascinating. And so many interesting statistics. And being a Canicross company, we're obviously naturally interested in your new Get Out and Go range. So 
We've obviously got Zoe here as well, who's your nutritional expert at Skinner's. So lovely to speak with you today, Zoe. And one thing I'm really curious to ask you about is there's obviously people always curious about what goes into some of these products. And so could you tell us a bit about the formulations that specifically work for the active dogs and you know what why it would appeal to active owners? Hi, yeah, no problem. So obviously, as Heidi just explained, our, our heritage was with, you know, and always has been with working dogs. But this range has been specifically designed for active dogs. And OK, there are some similarities in the energy demands of an active pet dog and an active working dog. But there are also some key differences there. And we've tailored our ingredients to, to suit this. So, for example, in our new range, we've got superfoods, kale, spinach, salmon, some of these nice ingredients that have real great nutritional benefits for the dog. And you're probably thinking, what on earth is a superfood? <laughs> so it's defined as an ingredient which offers a high level of useful nutrients to support the overall health. So we've got a lot of these superfoods in our new range. And the way they support the overall health is they can support you know, the immune health, the joint health, coat and skin health, cognitive function. So some really great ingredients in this new range we've got. We've also made the range grain free. Because we appreciate, you know, not all dogs can tolerate all ingredients. So we want it to be as accessible as we can and reach out to as many dogs as possible. And something you won't have seen in our, our field and trial range is our lovely new recovery bar. Because, you know, we appreciate dogs need that nutritional support before activity, perhaps during activity, but actually after activity as well. So we've got this new bar to help the, the recovery of dogs after exercise as well. I actually run quite long distances with my dogs. I've been feeding him the recovery bar. It goes down in, in a split second, blink of an eye. They absolutely love it. And obviously you've Fantastic. got energy bars as well. So they, they enjoy those as well. But I particularly love the fact that it's not just, we always heard about superfoods for humans, but it's really refreshing that companies thinking about it for our dogs as well, because they're, you know, so important to us. And and it's really nice to hear that all the products going into it, products we recognise as humans, but you're actually thinking about it in the dog world too. So yeah, really fantastic. And it's interesting to hear about all the, the healthy, you know, organic ingredients that go into them. Yeah it's, yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, I think that on the back of your your packaging, I know obviously we're partnering with you now and, and using your food as well. And I think on the back of your packaging, you kind of show, you know, how it supports for healthy heart joint support which is all, always you know something that us canny crossers are looking at for our dogs you know making sure that their joints are, are supported are those are the superfoods are they that's that's what you have in there as the superfoods yep so we've got some key ingredients that like you say support the, the heart health and the joint health and then as well we do have those superfoods too so for example when we're looking at the heart health we've got ingredients like taurine and carnitine in some of our recipes which which can be really beneficial for, for the heart and as well you know looking at the joints because obviously the joints are going to take you know a bit of a battering when you're doing sort of intense activity we're also there to support the, the joint health with ingredients like glucosamine and chondroitin which are important for for the, the structural properties of cartilage and as well like i said our superfoods so we've got things like salmon in our treats provides a, a good source of omega-3 fatty acids these can have you know cognitive benefits as well as helping to support that that coat and skin health so yeah we're really trying to you know support the dog's overall health with these nice key ingredients in our in our products brilliant so well, a common subject matter which i know there's no sort of right or wrong necessarily but we get asked a lot about you know what's the best food for dogs you know is it dry is it wet is it raw you know it's a massive massive subject matter and and there's so much science out there and so much 
hypothesis as well. But I know that you guys, you know, think about the, a lot of the range. And, and as you pointed out, so it's, it's about the content in these foods. And then some dogs, it might even be down to preference, just like people and food. But I'm quite interested to hear about your wet food range and, you know, to understand what, what are the, the benefits, would you say, of choosing wet food over dry, particularly? Yeah. Definitely. It is quite a, a big subject area, you know, do I feed dry, wet? But yeah, wet food has some some really great benefits. Firstly, our, our wet food diets, they are grain free recipes. So they can be good for dogs with sensitive digestive systems. Um, so, you know, perhaps your dog has an intolerance to something like wheat. They are made to grain free recipes. Our wet foods are also highly digestible and they've got a, a higher meat content than something like a, a dry diet. So our meat content's around 80%. Um, and something like our extra energy. So they can actually be a good alternative to raw. You know, they're, they're easy to store and they're quite handy and practical because they just need to be kept in a, a cool, dry place before opening. So you don't have to worry about sort of freezing it and then defrosting it beforehand. So they can be quite convenient, especially, you know, if you're traveling, perhaps quite a handy and practical um, alternative to something like raw, perhaps. Also, our wet diets, they're nutritionally complete. And what I mean by that is they provide all the nutrients your dog needs in all the right quantities. Um, so you don't necessarily have to add anything to the diet for your dog to get, you know, the nutrients they need from it. And as well, you know, wet foods tend to be higher in moisture than dry foods. So we're talking sort of around the, the 70% mark for our wet foods, which can be good if, you're, if your dog isn't always, you know, keen to drink. I imagine there are quite a few dogs out there that are so focused in the on the job at hand that they, they probably aren't, you know, in inclined to have a drink before a run you know there's too much going on so wet diets you know they're higher in moisture which can be beneficial yeah I think that definitely is an an area that we do get asked about because dogs sometimes don't drink because of an event you know they're taking part in an event they're really excited they're not drinking as much as you'd want them to so that's great obviously it's got a high water content in there as well one of the things we're excited about and we're obviously stocking at DogFit are your energy and recovery bars especially like doing long distances as well with the dogs. I know I'm doing a half marathon in a few weeks with with my dogs at the Gower. So that's going to be quite kind of strenuous on, on both of us. And I've obviously been trialing them with the energy bars. But what would you what would you suggest if you're taking part in an event, something like that? I know it's obviously very particular to each and every dog. But I'm planning to put the energy bars in. Is it something like halfway round, a, a few kind of pieces? Is, is that how you envisage that they're they're actually beneficial for the dog? Okay, so our energy bars are designed to help sustain dogs during you know periods of intense activity, and we do advise portioning them according to you know the intensity, the duration, and the frequency of the activity. And you know, judging on your your individual dog, perhaps if you're running a, a long distance race. And, you know, they are flagging a little bit and you do stop for, you know, perhaps a pit stop. You know, you stop for a drink yourself Then it can be handy to to break the bar into pieces and feed sort of as and when your dog needs it. They're soft bake as well. So they're easy to to break into pieces and and portion for when your dog needs them. And, you know, we've got great ingredients in there. Like we've got the honey and the dextrose for energy, as well as ingredients like, you know, chicken and whey as a source of protein to help support healthy muscles yeah just feeding as and when your dog needs it just to help give them that boost during periods of intense activity but of course you know ensuring you're not feeding too much because you know we don't want to up you know unbalance that nice complete diet we're feeding yeah no absolutely they do love them i'll be making sure when i'm at the the stops obviously there's water as well but obviously uh, 
just a couple of pieces so to keep the yeah. energy levels up but yeah. absolutely and it's a, a handy sort of thing to remember that you know these are what we call complementary foods because they should go alongside their their complete diet so it's important they don't substitute any more than 10 percent of the diet and that's a handy rule of thumb just so you know you're not you know unbalancing that diet yeah i was going to ask you about that actually because it's very easy isn't it to, to to just treat treat them and think, oh, just give this as extra. Yeah. So you've got to watch their yeah. body weight as well. Absolutely. Um, Especially if they are tasty and delicious. You don't want to feel it. Too they much. almost look good enough for human consumption, but I'm yeah. sure they're not meant to be. I, yeah. I, I mean, I think at the game fair a few months ago, uh, where we were talking about sort of energy bars and things like that, uh, a couple of people said, Can I give this to my, my, my child or my husband? And you think, No, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it's like a Yorkie bar, isn't it? The way it yeah. breaks up. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah you mentioned about it being complementary and everything you've got to think about the overall diet um a lot of our customers as as well as doing their regular classes with our our dog fit trainers but they will often take on board a particular course like the couch 5k or even you know got to half marathon or beyond so how another question that we always get asked is like when's the best time to feed a dog you know before they're going out and doing quite intensive or, or certainly building up the intensity of their run so they'll have their regular meals but should they be giving them a little bit less before run waiting till after the run or does it depend on the length of time I mean we know we always give advice on the, the type of breed as well because all dogs mm-hmm. can be fed before a run and we normally say at least two hours before whereas some dogs like mine I don't necessarily need to feed them before a run depending on the length of the run and obviously now you've also got these energy bars mm-hmm. so what would be a sort of a, a way to approach that for people who are very new to this and thinking, right, I'm now going to start increase the intensity of my dog. They're used to having like an hour's walk, but now I'm going to go out and do an hour or two hour run with them. And how should they sort of fit their sort of food management around that? Yep. So, you know, the general rule of thumb is to feed at least one hour before activity, but ideally longer. And, you know, we do say it does depend on your individual dog as to the sort of regime you you adopt. Perhaps if you are going for a run, you know, like you say, some dogs, you know, perhaps they don't want to eat a meal beforehand, while others need that that sort of boost before they go. So it really does depend on your individual dog. But feeding at least an hour before activity, ideally longer, is a, is a good place to start. Most dogs work well on a sort of twice a day meal strategy. I mean, firstly, because that fits in with our daily lifestyles. And secondly, because it helps to ensure a more consistent level of nutrients in the bloodstream and can help fuel them throughout the day. So by providing, you know, a breakfast and a dinner, perhaps. You can split the portion equally, you know, 50% in the morning, 50% in the evening. But actually, it's not uncommon to see people feeding, you know, one third in the morning and two thirds of their intake in the evening. And this is just because they then have all night to digest the majority of their food. So that can be quite good for, you know, those dogs that are, are really, really active and quite often their their stool quality deteriorates throughout the day. If you're feeding you know, a larger majority before bed, they've got all night to digest the majority of that. And, you know, with regards to, to adding something to the diet, perhaps if you are, you know, upping their exercise, like we said before, you can use things like the energy bars, almost like when you're doing sort of a pit stop. Um, I'll call it if you're, you know, perhaps stopping for a drink yourself or stopping to give your dog a drink, you can you can use the energy bar to give them that that boost. And then, you know, once you've finished, we recommend feeding the recovery bar within about 30 minutes of activity to help, you know, enhance those benefits. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I mean, we're we're asked a lot about nutrition and obviously it's individual for every person and their their dog and, and what they're doing. But typically when someone does start a couch to 5K, if their dog has not really been doing much 
activity beforehand and obviously canny cross is putting more of a strain on the dog when would they be thinking about upping the diet is it is it kind of around the kind of measuring the weight side of things because obviously in those first few weeks you're you're doing a lot of walk running so you're not really flat out 5k yeah absolutely so firstly you know regularly monitoring your dog's weight and condition can be a really handy place to start you know get them on the scales if you can next time you're at the vets or for smaller breeds you know you can use your scales at home you know weigh yourself and weigh yourself holding your dog work out the difference that can be a handy way to to monitor your dog's weight and with regards to their condition you know run your hands over them you know can you feel their ribs what kind of you know abdominal tuck have they got can you feel muscle tone you know how's their they got you know fat distribution across the body so you know monitoring that weight and condition can be really really handy if you find your dog is starting to drop weight and condition as you start to increase their their activity levels then you can increase their daily intake by about 10 percent, and then continue to monitor that weight and condition again then if you do find that you know you have to feed significantly above the manufacturer's guidelines to keep the weight on them you know maybe you're looking at perhaps 20% above the guidelines, um, then it might be beneficial moving to what we call a more energy dense diet. So these diets tend to be a a step up in key nutrients like protein, help with that muscle integrity, and as well fat, because dogs will preferentially use fat as a source of energy. So taking that step up to a more energy dense diet can be a, a good way to do this. So for example, say your dog's on something like everyday energy, then it may be time to to take a step up to something like our extra energy. Um, And the range is quite self-explanatory. You know, we've got the the lower end of the scale with our lower energy, with our dry foods, working all the way up to the the extra energy. Um, So it's quite sort of self-explanatory. See that step up in in the protein and the fat as you move up the range. And then, you know, once you've made that change, if you find your dog is still perhaps, you know, flagging during a, a long walk or run, and again, you do need that pit stop, then this is where that energy bar can be helpful to give them that little boost if they need it. Sounds like some really good advice. Yeah, thank you. Sometimes you think it's common sense, but actually it's uh, so difficult to get it right. And just like you say, gradually increase the intake and monitoring it. So keep an eye on their their weight. And But there's more things to check because you just listed. So and that's about sort of food in, intake and you know increasing it. So what about when we obviously have we'll have people who are already feeding their dogs on a different type of food, like say say raw or dry, and they want to transition over to your wet food. It, what would be the, the sensible way or the best practice way to do that? Yeah. So with any dietary change, we do suggest making changes nice and slow and gradual, usually over a period of about seven to ten days, just so you can give that digestive system time to adjust to that the new ingredients especially if you're moving from a very different diet you know something like raw over to perhaps dry they're very different diets so you need that time for for the digestive system to adjust and this usually involves mixing the two diets together so slowly increasing the amount of the new food in 10% increments while slowly reducing the amount of the original food in 10% increments so yeah encouraging that nice slow and gradual transition and you know it's really not that uncommon to see some loose stools and sometimes some flatulence when changing diet. But that, that's not uncommon while that digestive system is adjusting, even if you're moving between diets from the same manufacturer. You know, say you're going from you know, lower energy to everyday energy. You know, you may see some changes in the stool quality, but that's just normal for the digestive system while it adjusts to the transition. 
Brilliant. It, it's it's such a, a, a vast area and you guys are obviously super knowledgeable on everything. I, I'm, I know that your team are there if people haven't got any specific questions about the diet and transitioning. What's the best way to contact you guys? Yeah, absolutely. So you can either give our, our customer services team a ring and they'll pop you through to us or you can drop us an email and then we'll be more than happy to help. We're happy to advise if you, if you need any help. So that's really great information that, that we've had through from you guys. I know the nutrition side is such a such a big area and we're asked all the time. But you've got a team there, Heidi, haven't you, to help people if they've got specific questions around the diet and the get out and go range? Absolutely. We've got a really knowledgeable and passionate team here at Skinners who are all here to support you with with any advice that you need in supporting your dog. As a first point of reference, our website is a massive hub of information about all the diets within our range. We have a nutritional advice section as well, which has, you know, you know, numerous, we should answer any question that you might have, you know, about about your dog's diet. And if you're still unsure in which direction you should go, we have a really handy feeding guide, which tailors, you know, the recommended diet an amount that you should feed your dog based on their energy requirements and their age and you know it's it's quite specific and shows you how much you should feed your dog on a daily basis and if you want more advice more personal tailored advice then you can of course call the nutrition team directly the best way to call them is through our direct line which is 01379 384 247 or you can of course um, email the nutrition team on nutrition support at skinners.co.uk Yeah, thank you, Heidi and Zoe. And for anyone listening to this, we will put all the links attached to the podcast so you don't necessarily need to remember it all and write it down. So we'll make sure we share all the links. And the team at Skinners are super helpful. So, you know, if you are thinking about moving your dog across to some some of their products, they can answer any questions you have. But I can certainly vouch for it. My dogs absolutely love the, where we're trialing the energy and recovery bars at the moment, as I said, and they're absolutely loving it. So, but it's been really fascinating to talk to you both and have you on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Talk Canny Cross. We really hope that you've enjoyed it. But don't forget to hit subscribe so we can keep you up to date and let you know when the next episode comes out. Happy canny crossing.